I sat across from the table tonight from this guy that's heavy fucking duty. Holy got shit. thrown out of the army. I mean, he's heavy. And uh, the funny thing was, I'm sitting across from this guy. He can't go back. And the waiter went to bring him the food. Like, I told my wife, I go, you know what? I'm going to go meet him for breakfast. I go, how crazy could he be? He right. Had, he has his kid with him. Oh, how old is his kid? Seventh grade. I go, how crazy can he be, Felicia? You know when people put a dish in front of you? Uh-huh. He went nuts. He went nuts. He goes, your fingers were close to my face, motherfucker. My heart, st- I just kept eating my oatmeal because I know what time it is with this guy. Right. Those dish, and then he won't punch you. That dish will be flying in your skull. He's one of those crazy motherfuckers. When I picked him up, he had, he had crutches. His leg was wide open on a cow. He's a cowboy now in Texas. He's like one of those. He was, i tell you what he was. He was uh, jackass. Before the jackasses, Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, twenty years ago, that would hit you with bottles. He, he was the guy? real stitches, blood, the whole thing. Really, you know? but it's just when I went to see him, I knew there was a problem because I went. I picked him up at the Scientology Center, <laughs> <laughs> and he's telling me how he wished he had twelve hundred dollars to take the Pure when they bathe you for twenty-one days and they detox you and. He's telling me about all the movie stars that go in there and they pull the toxins and the weed out. And when you drink water out of a plastic container that goes into your fat cells and it develops Shut cancer. Up. This is what I sat through for fucking breakfast yeah. this morning with this guy that was pretty much a killer. I mean, pretty much a fucking killer. But, you know, guys, when, he, when I dropped him off, his son got out of the car, I got out, I hugged him, and as he fucking hugged me, he goes, I'm really proud of you. And he goes, remember that time? when I went to your fucking uh, sentencing and I looked at him and, I, and that put everything into perspective because this is a guy that on his own dime came out to see me get sentenced and not really? just came out with a suit, came out with a suit, an ounce of blow and two hookers. He's like, if you're going to go to prison, we're going to have a bon voyage party for you. You know, when he showed up in court, everybody was like, what the fuck? He's bigger than life. Yeah. Steroids. Big stomach, two bitches, gold chain the size of your dog. But guys, he flew two thousand miles. That's a fucking TV show, right? No, there. he yeah. flew. We he take we Joey Diaz sends people to prison, right? So he flies out, and you throw the best going to prison party you can. And Joey, you, all the point where you're in a limo and you drive them up to the fucking prison gates. See you, sucker. I'll be back, motherfucker. We're gonna visit you. And he's like, I had the best night of my life. That's a good fucking reality. Great That's fucking a great show. Reality. But you guys gotta you can't have people like like going to prison for like like I guess it's gotta be fun. But it's gotta be fun. Like yeah, it's gotta be like it's gotta be fun Somebody who burned the house he, down. Yeah, he, burned, he burned his grandmother's house down. Like it's gotta be fun. Like God, that would be a fucking great show. True TV would do it in a heartbeat. It's uh it's just amazing to see people from your past and how they react to you. Yeah. Like he when he said that to me. Everything at the restaurant went away. Everything about his life went away because that's all I know him as. When I looked up at that court at my darkest fucking minute, yeah. and I thought I was going home, and all of a sudden it was like, boom, the door's open. It was like my cousin Vinny. And he walked in, you know, and he's like, what, what, what's going on? And he was serious. Like, he was coked up from the night before. They just flew in from Vegas. They were up all night. Oh. And he made it to my sentencing hearing. And when the judge hit the thing and said, guilty, as they were pulling me away, he, you should have heard him. He's like, I'm going to kill this fucking judge. I mean, he's just till the death. God. He had to throw him out of the courtroom. Then he waited for four days in Colorado to see if I could come out of jail, and I didn't, and he went home. So how can I judge a friend? I cannot judge That's, him. Yeah. Whatever. Well, if he does get into this program at Scientology, you should 
bring some hookers, bring some coke, <laughs> like right and walk them up to it. <laughs> Tell yeah. Tom Cruise I said hi, he motherfucker. Uh, he doesn't do that shit no more. You he know? does a party? No. He even asked me, he goes, you didn't bring marijuana with you, did you? And I go, no, nah, I never carry it with me anyway in the car. But it's just funny to see people from that era and how they react to me now and how cool. But I had forgot. I, I never forgot that he came to the sentencing. It, just the way he put it was yeah. really sweet. It was really sweet, Felicia. You know, it's like somebody just, he just broke it down. And he wasn't saying it in a braggioso way. He was saying it as, hey, remember that fucking day? Look yeah. where you're at now and look where you're at then. It was a dark fucking day. We thought it was dark. He goes, I thought you were dead after that. He goes, I thought you were going to come out and just kill people. But he goes, you came out, you started doing comedy, and it all worked I out. I could never go to prison. I could never, uh, besides all the fucking atrocities that happened there, just the idea of being in a cell by yourself and, and knowing people are, playing is the wrong word, but like having a good time, and you can't, and some dude that you don't know has to tell you what to do, and you don't have that free will, that would fucking, <coughs> I think that would send me into a, I would turn into Paris Hilton, have a panic attack, and need to get released. Like I would, I understood her when she's when she was like, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I'd be like, me too. That's how I feel. Like, yeah, but she was just there for thirty fucking days. I couldn't do thirty fucking if she, days. If she would have, let's say, got drunk and vehicular manslaughtered somebody, yeah. she's going to jail whether she has anxiety or not. Don't put her ass in oh, yeah. jail. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And there's no attorney to get you out because you're a celebrity. They gotta throw the book at you, you know. But it's really weird because what you perceive prison as, like Oz. Or, all the people that you see in TV shows, CSI. just ass raping. It's no, it's That's really all I think weird of. because they categorize you where you go. So you're a white collar type guy. What what are you gonna do? Uh, rob an accountant? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You're a nice guy. You're gonna rob him with a fucking notebook or something. You're gonna have a nervous breakdown. They take all that into consideration. They're not gonna send you to a fucking gladiator school. Where there's people there, you know. That's oh, they all don't, it is. So they that's what it is. Yeah, they don't. It's yeah. people coming up to you, putting their finger in their food, in your food. That that's craziness. They know. They know when they do the fucking mental shit on you. Uh-huh. They know whether or not you got a chance, or it's bye bye time. People. So they don't just send you know. I was cherries like, into the fucking. Hey, listen. I was put in the system with uh, crazy people. I'm not gonna tell you. There were some crazy people, and I heard their stories, and I laughed. Yeah. But. Uh, I wasn't in there with molesters and nothing. Those people weed themselves out and they put them in protective custody and all that shit because the word gets out that they're child molesters or rapists. So those people always get away. Or they put them in their own fucking cells with other rapists so they could, you know, exchange notes or whatever the fuck it is that they do. Yeah. You know, they put me in, you know, whatever the fuck, you know, is the best way to do it. You know, hit them in the head, whatever. But fucking, uh, they put you, like, I was in there with a couple people that did vehicular manslaughter, which really broke my heart because... These people were going through the transformation of their lives. They're just regular guys. That they were just, just drinking and driving. Regular guys. Yeah. That went out and you hear the stories and you're like, I see it. It's not a story that they got blasted or killed somebody. It's the story where they got pulled over a block from their house after they had two beers at a fucking barbecue or something. Fuck. The second That's time. why I don't drink and it's drive. It's fucking at crazy. All. They at will all. throw your ass in fucking jail. And you know what? It's 30 years later. Now they will, you know, now they'll fucking kill you for a DUI. Yeah. You got to go to alcohol school and learn the history of alcohol and watch Boardwalk Empire. And you got to do a fucking thousand things. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. The history of prohibition. I mean, it's a fucking nightmare. 
Like they make you absorb <laughs> all this make shit. Wine. <laughs> yeah, like you know, Greek stepping out wine and shit. It's fucking crazy. You got a DU. You know, if you got. It's funny how they say click or tick. What's that expression? Click it or click it or tick. What's yeah. the t- what, what, How much is the ticket they advertise? Uh, like two two twenty five. Two twenty five. When you get to court, that two twenty five is eight hundred. That's yeah. the opening price. That's like the the wiggle price. And like when the, the cop gives uh-huh. you the ticket, yeah. you're like, it ain't dick. It's two twenty five. You know, I'll do this and handle it. Then you get to court, and they start hitting you with the victims' fees, victim compensations fund, the fucking the Occupy LA fund. Yeah. By the time you get out of there, you're paying for fucking people you didn't even touch. Yeah, you know, you're paying for the assault victims unit. I mean, when you get out of there, it's a trip going to fucking LA court. I, I, my dad, my dad had a buddy who his son was celebrating uh, having his bachelor party. So they started the bachelor party at the Bucks game. And they had a box, and they all started drinking. And he was the soberest of the of the bunch. And he drove. He was driving them home. They were gonna go to get in a limo and then go out to the strip clubs that night. And he was driving home and cut across like Hines and Hillsboro or whatever, and and uh, and killed uh, two of the dudes in his car and and the two people in the other car. And he's in prison for a long time. <coughs> he was going to get married the next weekend. Oh, I mean, his life was yeah. set. The idea of spending the, his life in a box was... If you had said to him, do you think that'll happen today? He'd be like, get out of here. That'll never happen. I'm having my bachelor party. And then that turned, and he's still in prison. And I think of that, like, just laying in bed, I'll go, I'm laying in bed just hanging out in a hotel room, and he's in prison still. Like, that is... And it's so avoidable. I, I, you, I, you know, I mean, you know, this is that I, I'm obsessed with not drinking and driving. Like, I will take a cab to the Ice House if we do the Ice House Chronicles and try to. I got a hitch to ride with you one time, and I was like, I just, I can't. If I'm gonna drink, I just gotta know that if a car is around, my car's around, I very well might go. I'm fine, mm-hmm. but if I, my car is not there, I can't do it, so I won't do it. I'm obsessed with that shit because that'll change your life, especially like little white boys, like. Um, I'm I'm gonna say his name to you guys, but not on mic. So they because he's a comic and we all know him, and he drinks and drives all the fucking time. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, okay. <laughs> he's clean though now. Oh, he's not drinking. He cleaned up. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah he he used to drink oh. to the point where he would be like, <laughs> like, and I'm like, how the fuck can you function? How how can you roll the dice? You have a beautiful life going on. Like how do you roll the dice with the opportunity that you may end up going to prison or killing people and having to sleep with that? Like that yeah. fucking blows my mind. I also got locked up with a very weird crime of people, and this crime always alerted me. It was the crime of a simple party and throwing a simple punch. Holy shit! That is the worst story ever. Like, there was a guy in there that was a family reunion, Spanish kid, and he fucking punched his uncle, and the uncle died. That's involuntary manslaughter. That's fucking crazy. I was in there with a biker that got into it in a bar with two guys, and one of them died. Both of them went to jail for six years. Involuntary manslaughter is not that bad. It's like six, eight years. You've got a good attorney. Yeah. You argue it, you know. But that's fucked up. That's fucked up. You could be arguing with somebody, throw a fucking punch, and they die. But now, are these like? Here's my question: As a woman, are these guy problems? Like, are these <laughs> are these things that we? Because I think about going to prison a lot. I always think it. I just randomly go. I couldn't do what that. Would like, like, what would it be like? What would it? Yeah. What would it be like? I always think about being homeless. What would it be like? Yes. What would it be like sleeping on a fucking corner 
with rats climbing on you, having no air conditioning, you know, having a half a Subway sandwich for 24 hours. What would it be like? Yeah. You know, you always have to. Pee. Well, I think uh, it's it's like concerns that uh, like men have versus women. Like for me, I don't ever worry. Oh, I'm going to end up in prison or I'm a little concerned about the drunk driving thing, because my biggest concern about that is what about if you get in an accident and you just happen to have two drinks and it had nothing to do with you, but you oh, test over the limit, you're it's fucked. Your, it's your you're fault. Fucked. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's automatically your fault. your fault. Prison's not that bad for you. You just got to learn how to braid hair. <laughs> like, give, a, give a prison enema. That's it. You know, I I, I'm, I'm more afraid of ending up as the old woman at the at the side of the town with cats. You know. By the way, I was telling someone the other day, like this is how you know, as a woman, you get older. Like when I used to see the old woman with a million cats on the edge of town, you'd be like, oh, that's weird. Now I see that woman, I'm like, wow, she really planned for her retirement. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah! It's crazy because Felicia and I have had this conversation. And what I'm going to tell you, you're going to say, Joey, you're weird. A guy like me was built for prison because I'm an only child. And I have a party in my fucking head at all times. I don't give a fuck if I'm alone. You're doing me a favor when you don't hang with me. You're doing a guy like me a favor. Because I'll do push-ups, sit-ups. I know how to maintain my time. No. I'll whack off around it. The thing <laughs> I didn't like. I couldn't do that. I definitely couldn't you know, do that. You have an eight-hour day. You get up at six. I couldn't sure. do that. I got to. I got to. I got to. Oh, and he, what like, cover? Bitch. You got a sheet on a metal thing with a little inch mattress, and you're in a cell by yourself with oh. a little toilet. And all night long, you're trying to sleep with black guys. If you think they yell in a movie theater, go to jail one fucking night. Let's say there's three fucking floors. Felicia, don't look at me like that, cocksucker. Let's say there's three floors. Oh, that's why I never made a joke about that. That's why when people say that, I go, that's really hacky. Because you motherfuckers never been to prison. If you get pissed at the movie theater, you better never go to prison, Jack. Because they communicate all night long loud. That is my favorite quote I think I've ever Oh my God, loud. <laughs> Felicia, don't look at me like that. I hate when you look at me with that racist stare. It's not racist. Oh, you should go I'm telling prison. the truth. You have no idea. Oh. Like, if they bother you at the movie theater, uh -huh. don't ever get locked up because you will not sleep. It's like, yo, Leroy, what up? Oh. Nothing, Holmes, just trying to do some time in this motherfucker. Yo, what up, JJ? And this is all night uh -huh. long. Yo, 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 what up with that bitch? Yo, and they're just talking, but they're yelling like you're... Yeah. So you're in the middle. You're the fucking string. You're the fucking string in between yeah. these two cans. So you're waking up all night listening to, yo, so when you're on the street, what's the first thing you're going to do? I'm going to mug somebody. I'm going to get a 40. They're having conversations from one side of the room to the fucking other. And here you are in this cell going, when does it end? That's, that's when you're locked up by yourself and you're only out one hour a day. Felicia, why don't you find that as funny as I, I do, do find it funny, but I want to know. She can't lie. I, she's no, a Christian. No, I, uh, I have to be the voice of Sam. No, she's the voice of Sam. I'm the voice of Sam. No, it's hilarious. All but, that shit But where you. was your favorite place to, to whack off when you were in prison? That's First funny. of all, you it's a, listen, when you're home and you, you whack off completely <laughs> different. It's like you when you're home. You get the yeah. dildo, you get your pants off, you fucking flag that monkey off, you take the <laughs> dust off it, you smell your fingers, you drink some water. It's a set. You light a candle. You know, women, when you jerk off in jail, first of all, you got to make believe you're asleep. Yeah. Like I if you're in that. your bunk, because the cell guys walk uh -huh. past and the mates, and then you got to whack off cappuccino style. You got to put your hands over your cock and just go like this very lightly. Cappuccino Like cappuccino. <laughs> some people like the flamer. You know, like some the, people like, like cappuccino, cappuccino style like this. <laughs> so this is good. 
This is insurance right here because if you come, you come in your palm and you just wipe it on a towel. But with me, I got the turtleneck. So if I come, I just hold the end. And all the cum stays in the helmet for a little while, and I just relax. When I'm ready to piss, then I get up and pee and cum all at the same time. Oh Why well, burn calories? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. But Bert, not to be a fucking uh, jack off, the thing that killed me. You hit a, and you hit the nail on the head when you said this. You don't know what life is till you lose your freedom. Yeah. You don't know what life is, and I'll never forget this. And I tell Felicia all the time: you don't know what life is till somebody kicks your bunk. And tells you to get up and turns the lights on. And you can't just say no. Anything. Hey, listen, I get up at five thirty by myself. Okay. Yeah. I don't need nobody, but they'll come in, kick your bed. You're a fucking grown man. You kick my fucking bed, we're gonna have a fucking problem. Yeah. Okay. About eight years ago, I almost killed Terry one day because she came into the room yelling, "Don't yell at me." When I'm in bed horizontal, don't even go there. Yeah. Wake up gentle with birds and flowers, but to kick your bed and to say get up, you know, there's nothing worse than somebody else controlling. You're alive. You're a fucking slave for them. You know, I got That's 20 minutes insane. at the store. I got to eat when they tell you. You got to shit when they tell you. You got to be at a certain place eight times a day for count. You know, if you're not there, you get your meals taken away. Whatever the fuck they do. Yeah. I didn't see nobody get bucked in the ass or nothing like that. Yeah. What I did see is that pain. I felt that pain of your manhood getting taken away. That's what gets taken away, bro. Yeah. I get up when I fucking want to. Yeah. All right. If I want to take a nap after this and scratch my nuts, I, I can take a nap. Not now. And there, you can't. Oh, you, you can't just take naps? You can't just go to your cell and take naps? <laughs> no, you... You can never go to prison, Listen, right? there's, people, there's people that killed 10 people. They're in their cell for the rest of their fucking life. They leave that cell once a week for yard. Yeah. Oh, really? And three showers a week. Yeah, they don't ah. put you in general population. They don't put you in general population. That's, that's a little fucking tough. And they feed you through a fucking door. Think about that. I just come over here, open that door, and throw the food on the floor, and it's whatever the fuck it is. You know, like, I don't like gravy on my mashed potatoes. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. They don't give a fuck about your problems. Have some dietary requirements. Excuse me. <laughs> you have any carrot juice? Listen, how about helmet juice and water? That's what you're fucking drinking in Kool-Aid. So you learn about yourself, what you could live without. Like, yeah. for me, it was perfect because it taught me what you could live without. Like, you could live. Like, how many yeah. times have you said, oh, my God, I'm going to do this. This is going to happen. All of a sudden, you get there and nothing fucking happens. Yeah. You know, I thought all these things were going to happen when I went to prison. Nothing fucking. It's like when you go to church. You ever go to church and you're like, when I leave here, the Holy Spirit, that motherfucker never comes. Yeah. You want him to fucking show up. That cocksucker never comes. You know, when you go to church, it makes you feel better, whatever. Yeah. It's the same thing in there. That's what I didn't like. Them taking your manhood. That's the thing that would fuck with me is the, is we were just in Scotland and they were talking about this. We went to this cemetery at night and they, and they were saying that, on the other side of this wall, it's supposed to be haunted because they said on the other side of this wall, this guy, they took like 150 Scottish soldiers and they marched them naked like 100 miles and then uh, laid them in Edinburgh, which is cold as shit. They laid them in the mud face down for, and I'm fucking up the time period, but for like 60 days. They couldn't move. All they were given was bread and water. And for 60 days, they laid face down in the mud. Half of them died. The other half got sent to another prison and killed, and like 16 got out, and they were sending them on a ship out, and the ship sunk. But I just like, you know that like, um, you know that feeling like when someone goes, oh, and then I, uh, and then they burned off his eyelids, and you go, Ugh! like that, yeah. that just like, that, that chill that runs through you, or your asshole tightens up, and you're like, ah. When they said they laid face down in the mud for 60 days, I was like, I couldn't do that. I, like, I, I can't, that isn't it. I couldn't, I would have to get up and be like, guys, I'm done. 
Like I, I that concept of having your freedom taken away is so foreign to especially like American kids. Because yeah. that's all we have is fucking freedom. All I have is freedom. And like that's I have so much of it, I waste it. Wasting your freedom. Wasting your freedom. Oh, it's fucking your amazing. Freedom. We all do. Yeah. We all do. But it's that's like heavy, you, yeah. you coming home tonight and going, Mrs. Kreischer, what did you cook? And she says spaghetti and meatballs. And you're like, I don't want to cook spaghetti and meatballs. I'm going to go buy Joey's and get a sandwich. Yeah. You don't have that option in prison, dog. When they go, when you go in there, they got meatloaf and it looks like a horse has took a shit and it's green and there's corn and it looks small, like radioactive corn and shit. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, there's people who cook in their prison cells and they do the, you know, there's yeah. dudes that are chefs in there with a fucking, the thing from an iron. They'll make nacho cheese and, you know, burritos That's and shit. And be, they'll start crazy. cooking at two yesterday so you can eat on Friday. Like, they'll start, like, they'll plan a feast for Friday night, but they got to start cooking on Wednesday. What's the best part of prison? The enlightenment. Knowing what you could go without. Knowing what. It's like anything else, man. You know, when you started thinking about comedy, Felicia started thinking about comedy. You know, uh, you thought about it for a while. You read, you watched Lenny Bruce, you watched everybody. But once you went on stage, it was a complete different story. Once you realized you could do something, we talk about losing weight all the time. I'm going to yeah. lose weight. Once you do some shit and you look at the scale and you're two pounds lighter, once you know you could do something, yeah. that changes your life forever. Changes your life forever. It really knowing does. and talking about it, knowing yeah. is it. Yeah. Is it. And that's why confidence is so fucking, it's a horrible thing not to have. Yeah. Because you always doubt yourself. Like, what am I, what's going to happen tomorrow? But when you get off stage, how many times have both of you, how about all three of us, gone to do a set? A, we don't fucking want to get on stage. B, we have no new material. See, yeah. we just don't want to get on stage. Shut your mouth. Shut your <laughs> mouth. You know, no, no, I'm just saying. You know how you no, feel? Yeah. You know how we fucking feel? Yeah. And you say to yourself, God damn, I don't want to fucking go down there. Or you doubt yourself. Yeah. And you go down there and you kill. How do you feel yeah. on the ride home, guys? Uh, What's that euphoric feeling? You did it. Yeah. You ever do that late Saturday, 10 o'clock show, dog? You get there on Wednesday, and now it's Saturday at 10. Yeah. You've taken a thousand pictures with ugly people. You got armpit on your shirt from the smell. <laughs> yeah. Once you get off that stage, it's over. You did it. It's amazing to know or think, but to, to, to fucking actually do to something. To find your limits. To find your limits. Everything get, we do to is To define where, like to see your strengths in a different light. It's amazing. When I got locked up, my big thing was, dog, I'm not going to survive without weed. The coke, we'll work it out. Yeah. I could get coke in there if I have to, but the weed's going to be fucking tough. A week went by, two weeks went by, three weeks went by, and here I am giggling with the fucking guys. Like having a good time and you're like, I it's, don't need to be high. For, for two weeks, I thought that the end of the world was near. What am I going to do? I'm not going to be able to sleep. But once you fucking live it, you're like, I did it. You know, you break up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend. For two weeks, you <sighs> fucking hurt. But then you start going out and you start going... I forgot about that bitch. There's no hours. better feeling than getting over over somebody. somebody. Uh, it's almost better it's, than being in love. Yeah, uh, it's the fucking. Well, tell me the fucking secret. When you? two months later you're laying Jeez. in bed and you're like, oh my god, I forgot about that person, and you actually call yes. them just to see. I'm gonna give them some dick, and oh. you feel bad about yourself. You're like, what I call that mutt for? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you got over something. You overreached an obstacle. Any obstacle, bro. I remember there was a girl that I dated, and I dated in 
college and then right like right when I started doing stand up I moved to New York she was a flight attendant and she she kind of broke my heart like cuz she just like she just she made me look psycho but I wasn't I went flew down to Orlando to surprise her she was in Orlando but I, and I showed up at her house and she was like what the fuck are you doing here and I was like oh we're dating I surprise she was like, and she was dressed up, so she was obviously going out on a date with another dude, and then made turned it back on me, and I just was like, I got in my buddy's car, we drove, he drove me to his house, I stayed at his house all weekend, flew back to New York, and I was like, fuck, I was heartbroken, I was ruined, and Aww. and I decided to build a loft in my what you call it, and then and then you know just the way this business works out. She thought I was going to fail. Her dad thought I was going to fail. They all thought I should move down to Orlando and sell boats. Like, just like <laughs> all that. And then um, and then I, I get I get a deal. And then that, like, boosts your, your confidence. Because all of a sudden now you have money and you're, you're moving forward in the business. And I was in L.A. taking meetings after I got the deal. And she called and she was like, I didn't, it maybe had been like six months. And she goes, hey, I'm in L.A. Like, I'd love to meet up, you know. Like, and... And the old me would have been like, oh, fuck, yeah. But I just was like... I'm it busy, was, Yeah, oh, it was the best feeling in the world. I was at a gas station. You know the gas station across <laughs> from the Beverly Center on Beverly and La Cienega? Yeah, you yeah, know that yeah, gas yeah, station? Yeah, yeah. I was at that gas station when she called. I was like, uh, yeah, I, I got a lot of stuff going on. I'm sorry. I'm real busy. Uh, let me try to call you later. And I hung up and I was like, oh, shit, I really don't care. Like, I really don't care. It was the best feeling. It's better than being in love because you're like... I'm free. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like, oh my god, I love that. I I love. And do you ever look back and like miss the heartbreak? I uh I uh no not yet no I just broke up with someone so I'm I'm in that phase now. Oh like, seriously? Yeah yeah. How long she's yeah. always breaking up with someone? No, it's no, but this time for sure. And I've been back online dating, and it's just like you know. You do online dating. I totally do online. Joey's totally rolling his eyes right now. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, I, I like do it. online I like dating. Yeah, that. and I and I thought this time I'm going to do a new approach and I'm going to like write a new name and uh, you know like as my name before and uh, and it's hard. Like everyone must be doing online dating because it's hard to even come up with an original name, you know. And I tried like Doctor Zira from Planet of the Apes because I'm like fuck it. And on OK Cupid, this is what I'm dating on, but I'm not going to say my name. Uh, if if you put in a, a name that you want, it'll kick back suggestions. And for the women. And I, I think just the women, uh, you put in like a, you know, uh, Cindy123, it'll say, no, try Cindy123 Taco. But, taco? But taco? <laughs> so then I put Dr. Zira in and it's like, uh, try Dr. Zira's Taco. And it's like, what? that's just so wrong on so many levels, you know? <laughs> taco? It's so fucking wrong. But, the, but I am at least to that point where, where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this and actively, you know, try to go out with guys. You know, it's hard though. It's hard when you're right at that point like yeah. the, the couple of month point where you just so you met this guy online oh the guy yeah we dated for about two years yeah really yeah, yeah. shut up my buddy does online dating but he just he just has sex with chicks like he just has sex with them and then and then it always he's just what's like, his uh, name <laughs> you, you don't want him oh really yeah he's, oh. A, he's he's a nightmare yeah <clears throat> that online dating stuff that's a hot thing it's safe yeah, yeah it works home, you, i told my sister home. to do it she was like oh i don't want to be one of those people i was like Everyone's you mean one the of those people, people that go to dinner and hang out and yeah. find friends and get I, laid and put a cock in their mouth? Those people? What's wrong with them? <laughs> I'd online date if I could. I would. I totally would. 
I've, I, I've been like, I've gotten, I have intimacy issues. Where I was telling Joey when we were having coffee, I have weird things about friends. I have a hard time. I keep, I keep a lot of people at arm's distance. I don't know why. I'm not sure why entirely. But I think I'm afraid to let people down. I think that's my theory. But I also have a weird thing with intimacy issues with fans on Twitter in that I will, like if someone says to me, <clears throat> um, hey, I really like your stuff. Uh, I'd love to meet up. I'm like, okay. Because then I feel like I'm a dick if I don't. Never backfired, but at all. As a matter of fact, I just met up with a bunch of fans from uh, in Scotland. Had a blast. Oh, they took drink. pictures. Yeah, yeah had drinks. They got me. fucking hammered with them. But I have like I have definitely got myself into situations where I'm at fans' houses and like I'm like I should really have boundaries <laughs> of some sort. Like like just taking it. Like the first time I ever got a fan ever, this girl emailed me. Mind, mind you, I'm married with like one kid at the time it was from when I was on Last Comic Standing 2 and she emailed me she was like and she was like just want to say I'm, I love your comedy I think you're great or whatever this and that I wrote her back a letter so in depth so long that she replied and said please lose my information oh, and I was really? like whoa like I was just trying to connect like <laughs> what the fuck did I do so yeah I have fucking I would I would I would be a fucking nightmare online trying to date women online. I would have to put like a fake picture of myself then surprise them at the meeting. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I yeah. put a picture of a good looking guy then drop it on them. Like, but you know what? People put fake yes, profiles up there because yes, I saw uh, Axl Rose has a profile on, on, on OkCupid. Okay oh, and so it must real... be fake. And then it has a whole, like it's his picture and it looks like kind of a recent picture and it's like Axl something something. And But it's Axl Rose and then it says all this stuff like big breasted women. It must be a joke. And then one of the things that like locking you, you in a closet like, and burning your ass with a crack pipe. I know. <laughs> Rick James style. But it says things that you can, six things you can't live without. And one of them was like two cups of cottage cheese. And I was like, wow, I don't that know really if this is be, really <laughs> real really or fake. It really might be him. <laughs> I but know, that's the, the one that made me go, think hmm. Of, think of the time it saves you. Yeah. And the bullshit. It really does, Felicia. Yeah. I like it. I, if I had to do it, I would try it. You know, boom, you like me, I like you. Let's meet at Laurel Canyon. You meet at Gelson's. If it don't work out, you're in your car. She's in hers, and it's all over but the shot. Let me set you up with a guy. Oh, really? There's a guy at my daughter's school who is so fucking cool. He's got, like, shoulder-length hair, covered in tats. His, he, I think he's sober only because he's always got a, he's always up and, like, alert in the mornings. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and he's so cool, and I never see a mom. I never... But he's I, he lives right next door to us, and we live a few blocks from here. Like... He's at, how play, old is he? Uh, probably my age, like your age. Mm-hmm. We're the same age, right? Uh, I don't know. How old are you? I'm not gonna tell you. Just, how old are you? I'm 39. Oh. Yeah, I'm 39. I skateboarded age. here. Oh really? Yeah, I know. I was, I was <laughs> as I was doing it, I was like, I'm fucking. I was like, first of all, there is there are definitely, th- I'm gonna I'm gonna guess 30,000 kids that would l- change places with me in a heartbeat to be skateboarding on the middle in the middle of a Wednesday to go have coffee with Joey. I was like, there are 30,000 kids right now that would be like, you're getting to go have coffee with Joey Diaz? Like, on your skateboard? Like, I was like, this is a kid's dream. And I'm like, I'm 39. I need to fucking straighten my life out. But, uh, but I, I would, I want to fucking find out his name. Oh, I won't tell you his name. But he's, he's a stud. He's a stud. But I don't. Oh, he's probably busy with the ladies. No, I never. He's a real involved parent. Uh-huh. Always at the school. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the research today. I'm gonna Twitter, have Liam. Twitter. I'm gonna set Liam yeah. on. He's a good yeah. man, Felicia. Well, I did have I did have a date the other night, and it was my second date, and we kind of had chemistry, and and, uh, and then I went to his house, and then we kissed, but then because uh, because my last uh, guy he was pretty physical, and I was all like, <laughs> I was, when I left, I could tell he was like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't like any of this, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, let's, let's go, motherfucker. Let's go, motherfucker. <laughs> let's go to work. Rip that clothes off and let's get to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he was, uh, no, you know, I mean, you know, I was, you know, I don't know. Anyway, so that's my story. You're a filthy animal. I, that's what, what fucking I happened. You? How many, how many guys have you had sex with? In my life? Yeah. In my life? Wow. In my life? Well, you know, I'm old, so... You're not old. Well... Smoke's gonna start coming out of the ears every fucking minute. <laughs> I'm like, why are you putting... That's, that that's a Jeopardy fucking question. What are you hitting her for? She's all fucked up. You're gonna fuck this poor girl up for three days. <laughs> There's questions but, you don't, aren't well, supposed to where, answer. Where, where, where's your judgment? Where, where, at what number does your judgment kick in? Or yours, Joey? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Joey doesn't have judgment when it comes to this. I, 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 you know, when, when, you're, when you're 18 to 21, I was always approved. Yeah. Like, I realized the other day why I never got my dick sucked at a young age. You know why? I remember. Why? I thought in my mind that if a woman sucked your dick, she was like the devil. Really? Like, I was implanted. Then when I became the devil, then it was, fuck it, who cares? Suck my dick. (laughs) 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 But for for years, I was prudy against, you know, and I was, oh, she's fucking loose. You got to stay away from her. Then as you get older, you're like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. The more the merrier. Who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? You get tested, I get tested. Let's fucking suck. I even hate condoms. If you're going to give me a piece of pussy, let's go to the death. <laughs> let's go to the death. What's the big deal here? You throw, you let me you go into you. I don't give a fuck. You got HIV, let's fuck to the death. You know what I'm saying? Just peel us off each other. When we're eight pounds a piece with intravenous. I don't give a fuck. If that pussy's good, I'll take a bullet for the fucking team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes that pussy's really fucking good. You don't even give a fuck. Yeah. Tell me the truth. When you were 18, if you got a good piece of pussy and that chick told you you got AIDS and syphilis, you'd sit there for like three minutes, drink a glass of water, get right back in that fucking monkey, get some milk, look at Felicia's. No, actually, I was just thinking about the other day I was at the school. And uh, so uh, I was hanging out with these moms and this one mom, I don't know, they, this is how the conversations go with fucking women, right? So we're in a group and this one mo- mom's like, oh, my hands are starting to look really old. And I go, oh, yeah, I get what you're saying about that because I feel that way about my hands because as a woman, like, because that's what happens. And then uh, and then I go, oh, yeah, I was thinking that the other, you know, like a couple months ago, I had this boyfriend and I was starting to uh, suck his, and then this other mom walks up and then I'm like, oh, never mind. I'll tell you later, right? And she's like, and the other mom's like, no, tell us now, right? And so I'm like, all right. So I'm sucking this guy's cock, and and it was kind of bright. And as I'm doing, and I'm looking at my hands, like, man, these are some old fucking claws I got to wear on this guy's cock. <laughs> and they just looked at me and walked away awkwardly. Hey, you blew my water with that. Parents, man. okay. This is this is gonna go back to what you were saying earlier, because because there's a there is a thing that happens when you become a comedian, I believe, where your brain switches. Everything's all, everything's fair game. Everything I remember that I can remember like going. Everything's a joke. Everything's fair game. I don't get offended, and I and and I lose the um the barrier of where I offend people. Like <laughs> like I would like for a perfect example. I uh, was sitting in a dance class, my daughter's dance class, and one of the guys was talking about the director who directed Killing Zoe. Do you remember that movie? Uh-huh. I forget the director's name. I, but he had gotten into a car accident, DUI, oddly enough, and he 
and they were talking about that. And I went, what are you guys talking about? And they said the guy's name, and they were like, Roger or something. And they were like, uh, yeah, he actually, uh, he directed Killing Zoe. And I just, real quick, I go, that is the first time I ever saw two dudes fuck in the ass. And they were like, whoa. Like, we're in a dance class. You can't talk. Like, but I'm like, it's like, well, what, what, what are you talking about? Like, and they're like, you got a DUI. I go, but you, you, you do not remember watching the two dudes. How is that not the first thing you talk about? Like, like <laughs> the two dudes fucking in the ass in the, in the bathroom, in the stall. I was like, whoa. Like, is that what happens when you do heroin? Why are they wearing masks? And they were like, wait, stop. Like, I just, my, my level is different. That and people find you funny when you're not trying to be funny. Like, they had a hip hop dance at my daughter's school. And and the lady's like, the lady's like, because it's hip hop, so and it's a dance, so they want the parents to like, parents, feel free to shout out some stuff, like you know, like yeah, <laughs> you got it, you like, and so and I and I start going, I start going, get some, get like, because I'm trying to, I'm just trying to be like, I'm like, uh-huh. like, I'm not trying to say the same thing everyone else is saying, and I'm like, get some, and my wife's like, shut the fuck up, and then everyone starts laughing, and I was like, what, like it's not like I'm in a strip club, like. Like, t- bend over and touch your toes. Like, I'm just being regular. And then all of a sudden, it's like, turns into this awkward, like, finally, I just ended with powerful Isla Kreischer. And, and then <laughs> fucking five fathers started laughing hysterically. But, like, <clears throat> I think that's so interesting because you would share something like that. And there would be mothers that would be like, that is the thing they tell the next 10 people they talk to. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But it doesn't bother you to share that. Well, I mean, I felt a little dumb afterwards, but you know, fuck it, you know. But you ever I mean? been in those groups? They gotta add some life to yeah, those fucking yeah, mothers' groups. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they sit there and talk about. I told, anyway, uh, I told a friend of mine that not the fucking, you know, I don't want no mommy shit around me either. That shit drives me crazy when they become mommies. Sometimes you gotta remind them before you became mommies, you were all sucking dick for the rent. You know, so let's cut it out. You were all blowing guys with a fucking rent money. That's how this came about. Hey, sometimes you know, it was for a nice meal. Come sure. on. <laughs> but that's always killed me, how people judge or they'll look at you weird. And yeah. That's always destroyed me. Like when a person reacts weird to me sometimes like that, like, listen, I'm not even blaming on the fucking comedy. I always had a weird fucking thing with my mouth. So, so, that, so that in a weird thing is like, the oh. way you see it is, I was made this way and I found my niche. And I found my niche. When I was like in the seventh grade, this girl, Lord is Ramos. After school on Wednesdays, we go to Union City and make, you know, clay molds and shit. Yeah. Like a bunch of guys and a bunch of girls. We're really trying to fuck the girls. We just don't know where to start. Yeah. Maybe we're clay, you know. We don't know. We don't fucking know. <laughs> so we would go to her house and make like a pit stop. And everybody would get iced tea. And the mother was banging. Cuban mom, this mother was banging. And one day I said to the mother, just goofing around, I go, you know what? You're not a bad looking chick. I had to be in the sixth grade. I'm like, you're not a bad looking chick. You should get dressed up and go out and get yourself a fucking man, right? About a week later, that next Wednesday, I went up to Lourdes is like, you're not allowed in my house. And she was Cuban. You know, I thought she had a sense of humor. Some people do not have a fucking sense of humor. There's nothing. Hey, bro, there's nothing you can do. I take it for, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. If you don't like it, get out of your fucking circle and walk the fuck away. My 30th high school reunion is in October. Yeah. I've never thought about high school after I got out of that motherfucker. It didn't mean anything to me. But this one is killing me. I don't know why. For the last two or three weeks, it's like 30 fucking years. Really? What did I do in 30 fucking years? And then to make it worse, my friend calls me Sunday. She goes, quick, go to this Facebook page of this girl that we all grew up with. 
And one of the girls I had like the secret love affair. Like that was the first girl. Like the, the girl I got left back over in the sixth grade over a little nasty pussy. Yeah. That was the first time I fell in love. I, I got left back over pussy. You know you got to be in love. Yeah. But the I second one. Back over. Yeah, I got left back over pussy in the sixth grade. That's how <laughs> dumb I fucking was, dog. When you, and you're a smart guy. You know what it is to get left back. You're like, what the fuck over pussy? So I live with that shit every day. But in high school, I had this crush on this girl, Felicia, for four years. And she would flirt with me on the phone. And I knew I was going to nail her. I just, just a matter of time. She she would always say, you know, we can't mess around because my girlfriend's to say something. Because she was a sweet Italian girl and I was a fucking gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> but she was my friend and I liked her, but I really had a crush on her even though I had a girlfriend. So for four years, we just talked on the phone. And one day, me and the girl broke up and me and this girl started talking. She had big hips and a really pretty face. And for like three weeks, we just had this fucking affair. Like, it started from titty. I ate her pussy out in the car after dinner piccolissimo. I got lobster <laughs> fried diablo. That always is a leg spreader right there. Lobster oh. fried diablo will make a girl spread her legs when you're in high school. That dish right there, bam! This <laughs> motherfucker's a class act and shit. They even give you a finger bowl, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, you when you got a finger the bowl. When you for the fingering the girl under oh, the table. Oh, fuck yeah. I took it behind. I'll never forget. I took it, I took it behind the Binghamton boat. There's a boat on the Jersey side that's an old ship. And they yeah. turned into a restaurant. I'll never forget that. We'd go down there and do blow and smoke dope. And the rats were so big, you could hear them under the car. That's how big the fucking rats were. You could hear them like <laughs> you could hear them under, under the, the car. car. I took it behind there and we did a little blow. We were in high school. We were junior. We were seniors in high school. We did some blow and we broke down and we told each other how much we loved each other. And I remember I ate her pussy in the fucking car. It was great. It smelled like uh, powder. Like top and powder. Like she, it was the summertime, so you got to put powder on your pussy to kill the humidity. You know what I'm saying? Especially in Jersey. It took me a fucking week of, you know those girls that you cannot fuck in high school? Like I'd have her clothes off and she'd cry. And I had to put her clothes back on. I'd be fucking furious. And you got to start with the I love yous again. And you just want to fuck this girl. I mean, guys, I just wanted to fuck this girl to prove a point. Like it had me to that point. And one night I got into a fight at the party. She was there. She goes, let's go back to my house. And after eight hours of pleading and eating her pussy, I finally gave her a stabbing. And I remember that I walked home. Like, I was, like, so happy. Like, I had overcome a hurdle. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I was not going to graduate high school until I fucked that chick. I didn't even want, <laughs> I didn't even want my fucking... back again! I didn't even want my fucking diploma. It wasn't going to end until I fucked this chick. And it was so weird, Felicia. I fucked her, like, on a Saturday night, and that was it. We never really talked that much again. It was hard. It was really hard on the both of us. It's a heartbreak story. Like, and I robbed the jewelry store, so I had to leave town anyway. So it was like kind of like, like you know what I'm saying? Like it was okay. I fucked her in Ju I fucked her in July. Joey, you have the fucking aim of a poet. You have. Like you, you, you say you paint a picture with seven words quit better than any fucking one. Oh my you've god! Made. Isn't it true, Bert? It Isn't fucking, it true? It is so like you say a chunk, like a chunk, not even like a. Not even a real sentence. Not even a sentence. Uh, it's a fragment, and and it fucking paints. I can close my eyes and I'm there. I can yeah. hear the rats under the car, the fucking jewelry store. You packing your bag, saying goodbye to everybody. Well, I didn't say goodbye Fuck. to her. Me, Fernie, boss a suit on this kid. Stinky drove to the fucking. This is how <laughs> fucked up we were. When I found when I found out now this Fernie <laughs> boss a pseudo kid in high school was behind the necking in high school. He was behind the what? Behind the necking. 
when you put weights behind your neck. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. He was doing sets. <laughs> yeah. He was, I'm like, what? he was doing sets with I 205. Was a special term about eating <laughs> pussy. I had no yeah. idea what that was. I've never forget this. I've never forget this. I'll never forget this. We robbed this jewelry store. I robbed it with Marblehead and Stinky. But then when the cops got to me like a month later, I heard my high school principal told me at a bar. He goes, dog, the cops are looking for you. They're going to arrest you this week. So that Sunday night, I had to go to Sarasota, Florida, where boredom was invented. At the time, yes. 80, in yes. 81, yes. they had one movie theater, and all it played was The Road Warrior. I went and watched it every fucking day. That's how boring Sarasota was at the time. Beautiful I've been, beach. No, I've been to Sarasota, Beautiful and beach. I was in Sarasota in 81. Oh. I remember going down there, and it just old. Oh, and the weed was terrible. Oh, I'm down God. there trying to smoke weed, selling jewelry at jewelry stores because I robbed his jewelry, and that's what I ran <laughs> with was the jewelry. That was my money. I would just sell a couple chains at the jewelry store because I didn't know nobody. I was like a wholesale. I would go to pick a chain, you know, give me half price. But it's funny because... When they, I didn't talk to her that June. I fucked her in July, and we kind of talked. We kind of argued. I didn't talk to her in August a little bit, and then in September it was when I robbed that jewelry store. But it was funny because they told me like in October that I had to leave because the cops were looking for me. And I remember we stayed up all night doing blow, and here I am in this car with three gorillas, gorillas, yeah. killers. This friend of my Susudo kid was a killer, and Glenn Conti was a killer. And I'm sitting in the back seat, and we got Black Sabbath on. From technical ecstasy. I'll never forget this. And I remember being in the car and all four gorillas, including myself, were crying. Because <laughs> I had to get on this plane and leave. They're like, when are you going to come back? Like, I don't know, dog. The fucking heat's looking for me. You guys let me know, you know? But I ne- Because I was down there for two months. By the time I got back, the romance with that bitch was gone. So yeah. we never really fucking uh, closed it. So. Well, that's Are a good uh, way to get over heartbreak is commit a felony. <laughs> yeah, you should rob a jewelry store. I should rob a jewelry, a jewelry store. Wait, no, what? No, what? What about your? Is she going to be at your thirty-year reunion? No, I went to Miami to the Improv a couple of weeks ago, and they all live in Florida. Yeah, her and the six girls that were fucking crazy in high school all moved to a mile between each other. Their kids hang out together, but they all became Bible beaters. So the two of them got ginormous. And when they said, go to the picture, I looked at the picture. I mean, this girl used to be a knockout in high school. Yeah. She just became like, she still has a pretty face, but from here down, she doesn't even have shoulders. It just goes like a triangle from the fat, her and the other girl. Her name was Tasia Romano. We used to call it Tasia Romano, big fat piano. <laughs> Tasia Romano lit her house on fire one time when she got home drunk with a turkey. And we that was a claim to fame that... She burnt the house down while cooking a turkey, the fat fuck. But they put, they put her at the <laughs> they put her at the Sheridan Aww. Center off the four, the insurance company. Yeah. Put her off the Sheridan Center off Route Four in Jersey, this hotel. And at the time, she would call me and go, "Coco, you got to come down here. You got to see who's at the bar." And she'd go, "Lawrence Taylor, the Giants." I'm like, "Come on." Yeah. So I went down. And this was when the USFL was on. Yeah. And the USFL, I I go down and see uh, Herschel Walker and. The Knicks were hanging out there and cooling the gang. I mean, this was a fucking real black party, like old days. And they had the all-you-could-eat ribs and everything. This is a great fucking place. And that's where I seen Lawrence Taylor one night, and I asked him if he wanted to do a line of coke, and he almost killed me. That was where I really? like I was clean and sober, but I heard Lawrence Taylor went there, so I go, this is my thing. Yeah. I'm going to do a line with Lawrence motherfucking Taylor. And I waited. I got an eight ball, and he came in, and I chased him into the bathroom. And I asked him, Mr. Taylor, you want to do a line? He's like, get the fuck out of here, you white motherfucker. And he threw me out of the Shut bar. Up. I fucked up because I should have waited until you had a couple lines in him. Because yeah. once you get a couple lines in you, you'll snort anything. You know what I'm saying? Once you get 10 or 15 lines in you, I'll make you snort aspirin if I have to. I'll hypnotize your ass. So, I interviewed Lawrence <laughs> Taylor, his feet, and he didn't wear shoes in the interview. 
he just had like uh, like those you know those those bath slippers, uh-huh. and his feet, I mean, were fucking atrocious. They were huge for one. Like football players have the biggest fucking feet. Like that's the number. Like Warren Sapp's like a regular sized dude. He's like my size, big, but he's not like you. He's not. I mean, he's a big guy. Warren Sapp's got like a size fourteen foot. Like that's wow. re- like I think that's the thing. The bigger the feet, the like more powerful the man. But Lawrence Taylor's feet were like, I mean, something you'd see in like a science fiction movie. They were huge, and his toes like were hanging way over the sandal, uh-huh. and like they were. I remember his toes were like the size of my dick, like just big toes. <laughs> yeah, I got one toe that's fucking killing me at yoga. Every time I look at it, I'm scared the yoga teacher won't even go back. It's like a little hoof. <laughs> and the nail has the fungi in it growing, yeah. so it grows to a triangle. It's fucking atrocious. You the fungus nail? Yeah, I got Dude, fungus. Daniel Tosh has that, and he... It's a nightmare. It's, he said it's impossible it's to get impossible. rid of. Impossible. Impossible to get impossible. rid of. I pissed on him. Mud. I've gone to doctors, the pills. Yeah. It goes, but then it comes back, and it grows under your nail, and it pushes your nail out. And you and can't... It, let me tell you something. You take a fucking uh, a scissor, and you clean that stuff out. You roll it in a ball, and you put it at your house. A person that you hate... Put that fucking dead lit toe ball at oh their house and give it a week. They'll never figure that smell out. They'll have they'll have voodoo doctors. They'll have ghost finders from A and E. They will not figure out. You put that little ball in the corner. That thing stinks so bad. When I take it out of my toe, I have to wash my hands eighteen times. Are you serious? That's how bad. Look at Felicia's. I'm gonna roll one I'm for just you one like, night. Uh, and you play so with it. I'm gonna cut night. this part of the podcast <laughs> out. I'm sorry. That's fucking disgusting. That is so fucking gross. Pryor said, in order to be a cool kid in his neighborhood, you had to be able yeah. to, you had, you had to have ringworm and be able to fuck a dog. Yeah, ringworm. <laughs> that was the two things. And I that's just, how you got ringworm. That made me laugh so hard. He said, man, if you had to be a cool kid in my neighborhood, you had to have ringworm and be able to fuck a dog. Ringworm, I still got it at times, I think. What is it? It's like a fucking amoeba, one of those fucking things that's like associated with dirt. You know, when you're a kid and you find out that it's associated with dirt, I'm like, I take two hard showers a day. What, I got to take three? Yeah. Something with dirt or something like that, it goes into your skin and you get like these little fucking sores. Really? They don't blow up or nothing. It's just like they itch and you got to put ointment on it, like uh, that pink shit you got to put. That's it. They go away. I had to take pills and put a cream on when I was a kid. Really? I had empatego when I was a kid. What's that? It's like some hanging out in showers and uh-huh. your ass touches the wall and it's basically like a... Is, I mean, in all, in, I mean, in all fairness, it's probably like a herpes sore, but uh-huh. not on your genitals. It's just on your body. Uh. So it's like it's it's curable. It goes away. But man, it was on my ass cheeks because my ass was touching the the shower curtain. Uh-huh. Like you know how sometimes, and it, I got on my ass cheeks. And I couldn't sit in class. I was in like second grade, and I was like, I was like, fuck. And I, my mom had to take me down. I when I was a kid, I had like a, this. Now this is gonna sound this is gonna sound like not real because I'm telling you about when I was a kid and I don't know that my memory is fucking weird but in first grade I had like a thousand warts under my arm really? yeah that's I'm fucking finding out the real fact on this hold on one second I'm gonna say a thousand (laughs) warts Joey they burned it off with fucking with acid I'm in first grade and they burned them off with acid and I was like I it was the most traumatic thing that's ever happened in my entire life did they numb it? Nope, just fucking acid. Are you serious? Just put my arm up. Uh, I would say a thousand warts. I'm gonna say a thousand warts. I'm calling my mom right now. We're gonna find out the exact number. Warts, warts, Nasty warts. A thousand. I had one on my finger one time. I bit it the fuck off. 
<laughs> are you, you never, you, I, I, I used to get warts. I don't get them anymore. I, I got one on my finger, and they say it's like a mushroom. Like a or fungus? Or like a fungus. Yeah. It's a disease. It's the same thing. It's ultimately the same virus that causes HPV, which uh-huh. is genital warts. It's the same virus, but it's just... It diluted. Manifests, it manifests, yeah. It's like a vampire in 2012. He's diluted. My fucking mom's not answering the phone. She's fucking busy. She yeah, she's got a life. She didn't need to be you know you're gonna drawn back to that fucking drama. We were talking earlier about how you were saying that uh, uh, your your mom and dad abandoned you when you got sick once. <gasps> Aspen Comedy Festival. I have a movie, like a short film that's premiering. So they fly us up, fly all of us to Aspen to, pre- for, to premiere it. So I got two kids at the time, my wife. My wife wants to go, so we can't leave the kids. So we take the kids. As soon as... Oh, it's my mom. Hold on one second. Let's find out real quick. Hey, mom. Hey, sweetie. Hey, when I was a kid, how many warts would you say was were under my arm? Uh, 30. Fuck. All right. <laughs> All right. That's still a Why? lot, though, right? And did they burn it off with acid? Yes, they did. And you had big gospel-sized blisters, and I thought Dad was going to kill the guy. And not only did they blister, but then... They popped, and you had raw meat from your elbow to your waist. My I, asshole just got tightened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, hon? Nothing. Nothing, Mom. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Um, all right, I'm going to tell the story about the time you abandoned us in Aspen. All right? Oh, geez. What do you mean? Oh, God. Go ahead. Go bye. ahead. Bye. So, so, so my, I, I fly, my parents find out I'm going to Aspen and they're like, well, we've always wanted to go to Aspen. So they decided to book tickets to Aspen. And then my sisters go, well, fuck it. The whole family's going, we want to go. So now we've got my two sisters, my two parents, my wife and my two kids. My sisters and my parents fly in like a, a couple days earlier. This is, I don't know what year this is, but they fly in a couple days earlier and they get a, a chalet, like a really big house. It's actually, I was like, oh, great. So now I don't have to pay for somewhere to stay. So. We go to fly in, and there's a nightmare uh, snowstorm. And it's always a nightmare going to Aspen. Always. Yeah, always. And we t- even touched down and had to pull out. The snow was that bad. So we then go to Colorado Springs. We then drive from Colorado Springs all the way to Aspen. Me nightmare. and my two kids. Yup. And my wife. And I get sick on the ride coming in. So sick that I like, I literally, I get to the, I get to the, I get to the chalet the second again I start throwing up I'm, I'm, I'm violently ill I'm violently ill for like 24 hours and then I, I come out on the other end and I'm fine I, I'm like great we're all okay so we go to the premiere of the thing and at the premiere my oldest daughter throws up on me okay so everyone's there I'm in dressed like uh, like in a ski she throws up on me I end up having to watch the premiere in someone else's shirt and they take her home she's sick for 24 hours Leanne gets sick. My wife gets sick. Now, my parents have kind of secluded us to a corner of the chalet. The second Leanne gets sick, now I'm coming off of it. George is still sick. Leanne's sick. We have an infant, Isla. She starts getting sick. And I'm like, and I'm having, it's my mom. I'm not answering it because she's trying to defend herself. So, in the, I'm telling you, Joey, I swear to you on my children, in the middle of the night, in the middle of the fucking night, my dad wakes everyone up like it's Nazi Germany and goes, we're fucking out of here. I'm getting us all tickets out of here. Fuck them. We don't want to get sick. Leaves me. I wake up. The house is empty. I go, where the fuck is everybody, right? I look at my phone. There's a text from my dad with a picture of them at the airport. We didn't want to get sick. Good luck flying home. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I swear to you, I almost, 
that was one of those moments where you cannot defend your family to your spouse, and you're like, I guess we just gotta fucking they're never fucking animals. Yeah, they're fucking animals. <laughs> they're animals. <laughs> I'm like, I call my dad. I go, how can you do that to me? I got two children that are sick. I'm just coming out of it. My wife's sick. She can't get out of a bed. And one's an infant. You couldn't have stayed and like helped out. And he was like, buddy, I would have gotten sick. I was like, yeah, but you would have helped me. And he goes, yeah, but I don't want to get sick. I don't want to get sick. And he was like, and that's when I see kids that get sick, I go, I'm not going to get it. If I get it, I fucking get it. Who gives a fucking shit? You know, lose a little weight. It's my mom. All right. Go ahead, mom. Defend yourself. Why did you guys take off in the middle of the night? Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> What's going on, bud? Nothing. I just told the story about Aspen when you you and Mom and Annie and Cotty deserted us. Uh, I deserted you and took everyone with me. <laughs> <laughs> He's the smart one. Yeah. <laughs> I told him. I said, I don't, I don't handle vomiting diarrhea well, bud. <laughs> There's no remorse in his voice. There's it's none. just like, oh, this is how it is. There was no apology. I said, How did you do that to me? He goes, Well, I don't want to get sick. Oh, I got a lot of shit to do next week. Hey, I, I had to get home, but I couldn't, uh, I couldn't sit around a bunch of sick people. There are two sick babies than you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Can you believe this? <sighs> All right. Hey, hey, I'm not the uh, nurturing type, bud. <laughs> Good. All right. Thanks, Dad. All right. I'll talk to you guys. Bye-bye. Love, uh, you. love you too. Bye. So you know, when I go to a fucking farmer's market <laughs> on Sundays, yeah, I can't lie to you guys. I go to Laurel Canyon, like the rest of the fucking waspy yeah. people. They go to Laurel. When you walk past that horse area where all the kids are, I could smell the fucking flu. Yeah. You could smell the flu. I don't want to fucking get sick either. Yeah. I don't know if I'd have bet. Yeah, I would have banded you if you were fucking sick. <laughs> Not like that. Yeah. But, you know, if you're puking and whatever, and you, you, I'm going to get it too. I got shit to do on Monday. Yeah. I don't want to be shitting blood and fucking puking because you're <laughs> fucking sick, so... It is a weird. It's a weird. Thing. It is a yeah. weird thing because it's an intimacy. Oh. Like, like your your son was like, "Duh, don't touch me, I'm sick." And then in a weird way, you just go, "All right, guess I won't meet this child," and you just walk by. And you're like, right. "Bye." And but then in a weird way, it's like, well, if you do the civil thing, you're like, "Oh, don't worry, man, it's good seeing you." Or like, "Hey, how you doing?" And then all of a sudden, you fucking get it. Uh-huh. And then you're like, wow, I'm dealing with like, that's such a fucking weird concept. You know, I was on this photo trip about five years, probably like maybe seven years ago. I remember when the flu came over from Asia? What flu was that? Where the everyone, bird flu. the bird flu, everyone was freaking out. But I had went on a photo trip to Budapest or something and was with all these other photographers. And like two weeks before this one woman photographer came from uh, uh, Asia, I think China, and she had, had gotten sick, but it wasn't that. And afterwards, because I started freaking out, I went into the bathroom and I was like in some hotel in Budapest and I was literally like like you know soaping up my arms to the elbows and I was like you know doing the whole yeah. like you know like I was carrying silkwood and it had to come off and as I was doing it the door for some reason was kind of open to that bathroom and she walked by with a group of people and she saw me and oh, she knew shut I was up. like <laughs> what was the one that just came out what was the flu that just came out that people the Me- in Mexico <clears throat> That everyone was getting. The Mexican flu. No. <laughs> Joey, Joey, my favorite line of uh, that I'm going to say, like yesterday I had to do this photo, this video shoot, and at one point they're like, can we get you to laugh? And I was like, I don't know. And they're like, can you get, can you, can you laugh? Because we want to do, like, we need 20 seconds of you laughing for something. So I go, I don't fucking know. So I go to, I go to the, I go to the uh, podcast you did with Joe and that guy Dolce and and I play the line of you going it's either uh, 
It's either wings with blue cheese or go fuck your mother. And I started laughing hysterically. My new go-to line is, if you think black people are allowed to movie theater, you should go to prison. Oh my that God. is the greatest thing I've ever fucking heard because I can't imagine, I can't imagine how loud. That is my favorite thing I think I've ever fucking heard. If you want to learn about the whole black experience yeah, and love it afterward, go to prison because you really see it. I learned a lot. I bet you be. I bet you come out brothers. a different person. Yeah, you come out seeing with a different people differently. Yeah, you really do. You see people in the most vulnerable fucking state. Yeah, you know, and some people are just talking, but there's people under like me that are just sitting there talking and learning. You're learning on not what to do to end up back in this fucking place. Prison is good and bad because you have people that go and they become institutionalized. They go out in the street. They can't handle it. That the street's too much for some fucking people. Working and taking a bus yeah. and insurance and bills. The guys like us, we love it. We thrive that shit. Yeah. More bills, the more I got to go out there and break somebody's fucking lung. But for some people, they just find the, the solace in jail of eight hours, 30 cents an hour, picking up trash on the side of the road, reading a book, and they'll do 30 fucking years. I did San Jose last week, and my buddies came up. And their cousin, who I grew up with, just did 13 fucking years. He came out. Went in in 1984. So that's like 26 fucking years. This was when they were first sentencing people for cocaine Shut big time. Up. Wow. He got Can you imagine coming out now? Like how everything is fucking He came out changed? last year, guys. Holy shit. Cell phones. Yeah. He came out Russians. last year. I mean, Russians oh, are here. Yeah. He never met Russians. All of a sudden, they're here. Yeah, like everything. 26 years. Think about doing 16 years. You know, six fucking years, which you really do three and a half of. That shit scares you when you sit there and you've been in there for a year. And you're like, I've been in here for a fucking year. And you got four more to do. Oh, my God. You know, and people could glamorize it when you watch Goodfellas. People glamorize it. Don't, don't. I don't care how close it is to home. It's not home. And home is you. You've got to do that show, Joey. You, You've yeah. got to do the show where you take people the last night before they go to prison, and you just plan an adventure for them. That would be such. You know, I, man. If only if you could not if you could not be pr- like if there was not that negative <laughs> connotation of someone going to prison. Like maybe if you did it for like the military, but that would be that concept. Because there would be guys when I worked in New York and I, I worked at the Boston Comedy Club. I'll never forget once a once a week, four dudes, one guy's going to prison. This is last night. We're taking them out once a week because that club was a little sketchy and all the time you were like alright don't fucking talk back he's got nothing to lose don't fucking talk shit to him if he heckles let him heckle let him enjoy his night it's his night he's going to fucking prison but that's fucking it's a tough situation the last 12 hours I don't think a person would even want to volunteer for that because the more you get high the more that that feeling gets bigger so even if you're three hours away and you got fucking Sigourney Weaver and Kim Kardashian sucking your dick, you know <laughs> in four hours you're going to fucking go to jail. And it's yeah. no difference than knowing you're going to get electrocuted. It's a fucked up feeling. Like at least I knew I was going away, but I didn't know. Yeah. So I didn't let it really take over me. In the bottom of my heart, I'm like, I'm going to fucking overthrow this guy at the fucking sentencing. No, nah, you're not going to overthrow nobody. If you see me dazing, it's because I'm thinking about my blood test tomorrow. Okay. Oh, I hate that feeling. I have feeling. a blood test at 9.15. Oh, really? All three of us are adults. Because I was yes. looking at you. You seem a little yeah. out of it. Yeah. We know. I know that I'm going to survive this blood test. Yeah. 
It's a 20-second pick, and you hear the thing go like this because they're pumping it into your tube, and that's it. I'm yeah. worried right now. It's like anything else. We're going to worry about it. Did we talk about this last time? You don't have, you have a fear of needles, right? Yeah. I have fear. We talked about this the last time we were on here, I think. I have yeah. fear of the whole blood thing. It's yeah. different. It's really weird. A couple of weeks ago, I was fucking cleaning, and I went to do laundry, and I went to put my head in the basket to get the clothes out, and there was a ledge, but my suit was hiding it. And I banged my fucking head with the ledge. And I knew right there, I just dropped the clothes and touched my head. Now, from watching the expose on wrestling on 2020, I knew that when you want to get bloody quick, they get a razor blade and they cut over here. Yeah. Because for some reason, you got a, blood, a lot of blood here. That's why you bleed so much. At the end of the day, you got a stitch. You're like, why did I lose 22 pounds of fucking blood? Yeah. Because your brain, it's really weird. It's a trick they have. The wrestlers take a razor blade and they go like this, and then you hit them with an elbow. And they make believe yeah. all this blood. So I knew there was going to be blood. So I put my hand up like this, Bert. I looked at it. There was no blood. And I could feel it going down. I went in. I called my wife. I said, listen, if you call back here and I don't answer, I'm passed out. <laughs> and I hung up. And as I was hanging up, I went into the bathroom. And I seen it. Once I seen it, it was over. The room starts moving. Are you serious? I start getting fucking hot, 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 like 2,000 degrees. I got to put the air on and rip my shirt off and my pants, open them up. And I lay down and 9 out of 10, a cat will jump on me and calm me the fuck down. Like really? They know when I'm going through that. Yeah. So they'll jump on me and my, me petting them like it goes away. I can't bring my cat to the doctor's office. But uh, iPod with Santana, Oye Como Va, always fucking works. Yeah. You look the other way and it's dan, 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 dan. And you just look the other way, man. And, well, it's scary. My son last week got a bloody nose, and it was so fucking ferocious. ferocious. And I was sitting out in the patio, and I, and I was yelling at them. I was like, yeah, because I was pissed at him about something. And then I said to my older one, go get the younger one. And he's like, Mom, he can't come out here as a bloody nose. And I'm all like, these motherfuckers. And I'm all like, get your ass out here. And he's like, no, Mom, he really has a bloody nose. And I'm all like, because my the little one's kind of pouty when he doesn't get his way. And I'm all like, don't Right, all my neighbors can hear. He comes out and it's gushing, and he has like two towels, and they are soaked, and it's coming out. And I don't, and I'm all like, oh shit, what do I do? And it was, and it starts pouring on the cement, and I'm like, go over the grass, don't, don't stain the bouquet rocks. And then I go in, and my other one's crying in a corner, like he, you know, he's what's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? I fucking call nine one one because I take him into the bathroom. It is gushing out. out. It clogged clogged my sink. Oh, nine one uh, nine one one comes, and of course, like a second before nine one one, kind of it finally stopped. But that scared but that's the you know? shit out of me. That's eighteen hundred. Every time you dial nine one one, get ready for an eighteen hundred dollar check, really? a bill. Oh fuck you! You're gonna get a bill in the mail, though. Are you serious? Oh fuck yeah! They take not. you sign anything? No. Oh, you, I did. Oh, you're done. Are you shitting me? Oh, that's eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah. You just got an eighteen hundred dollar bloody that nose. Mother, that little motherfucker. You never call the ambulance. <laughs> you go to the emergency room. You oh, get the fucking really? collar and ice bag. Oh, That's Brian. Really? He paid thirty six hundred dollars. He pulled over on the one hundred and one. He ate a fucking bread strip, and he called an ambulance. And that fucking eighteen hundred dollars. Once you sign that motherfucker. It was an ambulance. It was a nine one. It was a, the paramedic. Oh, that's like triple. You shut your fucking. Oh, oh, you're gonna get a nice bill. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. 
Uh, Wait, did they come for free? You think that's gratis? I pay my taxes. I don't mean dick. I pay my taxes. Uh, oh, you're going to get a... You sign something? Oh, yeah. Once that's you why, sign... That's why the never takes forever in the no, hood. No, no. So, like, they don't have the fucking money. They don't have fucking insurance. No, dog. Oh. That's a three... Th- and paramedics... Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Like, if they were three Puerto Ricans... If they were three Puerto Ricans with a Band-Aid, that's like 1,800. But three specialized motherfuckers... Ooh. Oh, you drag him to that fucking emergency room and take him he's yours motherfucker but then after his nose was all bloody oh, and it stopped I said to him did you stick your finger up there on purpose because I was pretty pissed at him yeah. he's like no because you know I mean? it looked like he was stuck it up there and tried to pull a thought out the worst is when you get hit in the nose 2006 oh, I mean. the worst is when you get hit in the nose and the thick blood comes out with oh, the veins oh, and the, oh yeah that's God. what was happening and you he was gagging because it was going back and uh, it was fucking uh, frightening. Ooh, yeah, you should have called the parent. Yeah, oh no, they, yeah. Wait till you get the bill. You're going to break his fucking nose all over again. 3,600, <laughs> you motherfucker. Bam, I'm going to break your nose now for sure. It's going to be worth it. Yeah, right. don't ever call the ambulance unless they're fucking bouncing up and down. And By the way, <laughs> if you <laughs> like that you learned that when you call 911, you get charged a huge big bill. Do us a big favor. This is how I try to be professional. Um, go to iTunes. Leave us a nice little comment on iTunes that drives our numbers up. And we would love that if you did that. If you're buying something off Amazon, please uh, go to our website. And there's a little Amazon placard. Uh, put yourself through that Amazon placard. It'll take you right to Amazon. And, and we get a little bit of a credit that you heard about Amazon from us. Because, yes, we're spreading the word of Amazon. And you've only heard it through us, I'm sure. That's me being sarcastic. And now... For a word from my sponsors, do you have a weird fucking lump in your nutsack? Don't keep scratching it. Go to the doctor, you dumb fuck. Go to ballcancersucks.com. See what's going on. Order a shirt. Let them know you went to the page. Sign something. Get the emails. But the most important thing is to go to the doctor and get those nuts checked. Get the finger up the ass. There's shit down there going on, especially if you're over 40. You understand me? Me, I'm going tomorrow morning. That's why I've been a fucking mess all day. I'm doing the blood. I'm checking for syphilis. Fucking gonorrhea. I'm checking for everything tomorrow. The finger in the ass. (laughs) The fucking goo coming out of your helmet. Everything. And support ballcancersucks.com by getting a t-shirt. You get 20% off. Put BB20 in the box. And there you have it. Also, I want to give a shout out to our friends at TaintedVisionArt.com. Wow, you're so fucking sexy when you rock out. You know me, bro. I ain't got time to fuck around. Bert Kreischer, what's going on in your life? Where are you at the next few weeks? Uh, I'm in uh, Vegas for for a week, New York for a week. And on June 28th, my new show on Travel Channel airs Trip Flip at 9 o'clock. It's a double premiere episode. So please, uh, I don't... Only if you're a Nielsen family, watch it. Because it's pointless if anyone else watches it, apparently. I watch it. I'll watch it. I know, but it sucks. Shit. It sucks. Like, all they care about is a Nielsen rating, and you're like, like those, fuck I, Nielsen. Really just do your good? shit. Do but yeah, just enjoy count? it. Just yeah. enjoy it. Here's the thing. You ready for this? Oh, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I take for this show, Trip Flip, it's actually mm-hmm. a really great show. Here's the reason I like it. We gift a, an amazing vacation to two people. Oh, really? We take them to Scotland, to Italy to New York, to Vegas, to Cabo, to Cancun, to Hawaii. So so if you want to uh me to take you on vacation. Oh my uh, god. What do we need to awesome. do for five star hotels in like like we took these kids to Italy, got them custom made Italian suits, handmade Italian shoes. We had dinner with the top one of the top 3 chefs in all of Europe. We took them canyoning. We took them I mean, we took them on Vespa tours. It's the show is so awesome 
it's such a cool thing to do uh-huh. to give that to people that uh, that I hope people watch it so we can keep doing it because it's when you see people that can't afford it like that are, that are I mean we, we don't take people that have tons of fucking money but people who go the young college kids are like a young couple out of Wisconsin we took them down to Cabo and we got them into Lamborghinis and we raced Lamborghinis on open roads at 140 miles an hour and they're like Whoa. and they're just sitting there like this is never I'm never gonna get to drive a Lamborghini again it is the one of the coolest shows I've ever done because it feels good at the end of the day. You're like, I'm giving people something they couldn't normally. No one's in this economy. No one's wasting money on a vacation except for us. We're yeah. shooting it, and so it is awesome. So check it out. Uh, Thursday, June 28th at nine o'clock. Trip flip on Travel Channel, and uh, and and everyone watch it. I don't care if you're a Neil's family or what not. What we need Just to do for fucking Felicia to win a trip. I know. What uh, the fuck do we need to do? Hook me up with that guy. I'll hook and you up with that guy. And win me a fucking trip, bro. If, if I hook you up with that guy, I will take you. We're actually going to, uh, I guess, like the Universal City on Saturday to find the people that were taken to Vegas and to find go, the Felicia. people that were go taken to New York. Go up there with your kids, dress them real bummy, <laughs> with yeah. a black eye, yeah. I would, and show I some cleavage. For vacation. <laughs> what would you do? What What would you want to do in Vegas? Well, oh, I don't like Vegas. What about New York? New York. New York's gangster. We're 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 doing. Oh, we're yeah. going to the Russian Bass downtown. We're going to the Yankees game. We're going wow. to hang. We're going to go batting practice with the Yankees. Museum like, of Natural History. I shouldn't actually talk about this because it's supposed to, to be a Hudson surprise River. to whoever. So if you're listening to this and and we do end up picking you, do and and you we see you at Universal City Walk. Do not. Tell them, fuck, I should never have talked about what we're going to do, but that's what we're doing. New York's going to be really Do you want me really to cut insane. that out? No, I don't care. Okay. He don't give a I fuck. I don't care. How about um, you, Felicia? Where are you going to be well, next? Well, um, I'm actually going to be on TV on June 30th. It's nothing as grandiose and fun as you. But, Friday night. Um, Saturday night. On the 30th, yeah, I'm going to be on uh, the TV Guide Network. They're doing a show called Stand Up and Stilettos. Try not to laugh at this point. You know. <laughs> Good for you, Felicia. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, on there. And... Uh, I, uh, I don't know why I always insist before I tape something that I go out and pig out on fucking Thai food, you know? I'm <laughs> like, and then why? you're, because then uh, you, everyone's, you know, all dressed up nice and I have a little skirt on and my just biggest fucking Thai food belly on the planet. That's how I roll. I can't imagine that. Well, I, totally also, true, I, so I also I have a show on Showtime right now called Red Light Comedy, if you want to see that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do, I, I do stand up on one of them, but I do the interstitials for all of them. Uh-huh. And I, I'm shocked because I, I, do you ever do something and you're like, I'm actually being really funny for me like this is me being the funniest i've ever seen myself on tv because it's totally uncensored i can do whatever i want and i'm, I'm watching i'm like i'm fucking killing and no one's mentioned it on twitter no one said a thing no one's even said i suck no one's watching it i'm like are you this sucks like my own crew is like oh yeah you're on tv i'm like god no one's but so yeah if you want to watch that that's on now but trip flip that's one i really care about and what's that say the one on showtime again uh red light comedy Maybe it's because I'm not saying the right name. I don't know. Amsterdam. It's <laughs> about something. Comedy in, District. Yeah, it's a yeah. comedy show with different foreigners and shit. On oh, it. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I don't nice. watch it on Showtime. I don't know any of the people, so it's hard to. It's all there's. It's a, it was a grab bag. A lot of European comics. Yeah, it's a lot of European. Then, so I, and, I don't yeah. know who they are. Because they're funny. Okay, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, your turn. <laughs> I will be at Buffalo and Nietzsche's June 21st. Go to buffalo.com and get tickets to buffalocomedy.com. I will be at Governor's on Long Island June 22nd and 23rd. And I will be at the Ice House for a story show on June 27th. We will also be in San Francisco at Cobbs, myself, and Felicia Michaels July 12th. Blow that motherfucker up, cocksuckers. Awesome. I can't wait to go do that with That's you, That's right, That's you sexy be bitch. Fun. 
Thank you so much, Brett. Thank you, Brett. Brett. I always have a good time. I have a great time with it. It is such a very casual. I didn't realize that Mike was on until like halfway into this. Fuck it. That's how we do it. Fuck it. This is. I love when we uh, have a a fun episode too. Yeah, this is what you need. I can't have people in there dragging a fucking dog in here every week. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody wants to hear the heartstrings, but I like having the funny ones too. So thank you very much. I had a great time. Anytime, guys. I love you. You're a bad motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Stay black. Throw a kiss, Felicia. Mm -hmm.